Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, welcome to Faith and Focus. Oh, oh, we're starting. I mean, yeah. Why not? <laughs> I like the. It's a little more of a chill opening, you know. Yeah, kind of like Turk. E- easing I mean, people in. Yeah, Turk, man. Turk. Know, Jason's cat. Turk. Hey. Hasn't hadn't seen me in a while. I, oh, I think that's man. what it is. Yeah, it's it's just and she. But wow, so chill and slits for eyes. Slits for eyes, which means that she is as uh, relaxed as. I am really bad at this, so I don't know. Relaxed as a, as, as a sea otter. No, that's having sex like sea otters. <laughs> oh, really? Know. Haven't uh-huh. heard that one. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, as relaxed as uh, somebody who's just finished yoga. How's that? That's good. But I was sh- hoping you'd go animal-wise. In the animal shavasana wise. Okay, uh, okay, sh- yeah, Thank you. Sh- whatever that hybrid. I, I, sleeping, sleeping dog. Pose. Oh, sleeping no, dog. Sleeping, okay. sleeping pose. Sleeping Which dog. is my favorite pose. If, if, if oh, all the sleeping, of... The sleeping one's great. You know, if, if, if the whole yoga could just be that yep. pose, that I would do it every day. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hi, Tracy. Hi, Jason. Um, we are here to talk about uh, films people of faith should pay attention to, should yeah, look at. Should... Because we're called Faith in Focus. Faith in Focus. Yes. We're not out of focus, we're in focus. That's right. You we're have sure. been uh, in Croatia and Montenegro. And Italy. And Italy. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, like you do. Like you do. You know, sure. As one does. You look very Mediterranean. Yeah, I mean, you always do. But uh, Well, you I know. should look a little tan anyway. I was out in you the do. sun a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, welcome back to the States. Thank you. Thank you. Back in uh, Baltimore, Charm City. Yes, yes. And uh, this... Uh, One of our colleagues, by the way, um, from the Network of Biblical Storytellers, was in town this week and um, wanted to get together. And Oh, she's, uh, she's a former podcast guest. Danette. No. Oh. No, no. Uh, Cindy Maybach. Oh, okay. And, um, and she emailed me. She said, is Charm City really what they call Baltimore. And I said, yeah, that is one of our nicknames. I said, maybe to balance out Mobtown, which is another one of our nicknames. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And the city it reads. Right. City that reads. The right. city that bleeds. Smaltmore. That's the one that, that mm-hmm. I resonate the most the with. The greatest city in America. Yeah, right. Which is what our uh, our benches say. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, the, well, I'm trying. Which one came uh, first? Listen, a bench can't lie, Tracy. It just can't. It's like it can't do it. This is true. You know. This is true. I mean, yes. it's, it's not like our president. It can't lie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, we're back. Uh, this whole year, we've been doing some different things. We've been. Uh, it's a. It's been a hodgepodge, a cornucopia, really, of different uh, things. Right. Um, right. So like we, you know, we watched a movie and then immediately talked about it with Karen Gonzalez. Right. Um. And this time we are looking back at a movie that we did before, way back when. Our second podcast. Holy so crap. Yeah. Six and mm. almost a half years ago. Oh my God. I was yes. in Edgerton, Wisconsin. Yeah. And we were doing it over Skype. And, yeah. and then you were you were recording yourself and then I had to put no, those together. Oh. No, no, was it Skype? Oh, no. Yeah, but oh, we were man. we were recording with GarageBand. Oh god. And then I would send you my garage and band. And then we layered them on top of one another. You did, yes. I did. Yes. I mean, we, it's the royal we. Um, yeah, well, there you go. So that second episode, we did a movie from Germany called The Lives of Others. Yes, and the, the topic that time was foreign films because it was our second podcast. Our first one, of course, was Oscar-related. Sure. 
And um, because a foreign film had won the Oscars that year, the it. artist, uh, we said, hey, let's let's use that. So interestingly, the only connection, I mean, well, I mean, I guess we could find some other ones, but the main connection between those three movies that time was just foreign. Sure. Foreign. Foreign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the... It was the Anthony Bourdain episode. <laughs> right. Really. Right. You know? Exactly. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, so... I had not seen, and, th- and this is back before we made it so that both of us saw all the movies we were talking about on the. So podcast. you hadn't seen it. And I, I had described to you, it. and then, and then yes. we immediately kind of moved away from that because it was a little bit weird. It was a little weird, yeah. Um, right. So I didn't have much to say. I just yeah. had a couple of questions, and you chose to go with the um, uh, the emphasis or the lens of hope. Right. So So this time, yeah. this year, the yeah. couple of times that we do revisit uh, movies we've already done. We got to have a different we lens. We have to have a totally different which yeah. which is the beauty of I call it story capital S mm. um, is that you know it, it can yeah. hit uh, sort of what resonates most or or what jumps out at yeah. you um, changes and and it's big enough and organic enough and fluid enough to be able to, to absolutely s- s- uh, hit different people in different ways absolutely which is beautiful or the same person in different ways yeah over well it's time. just like and it's like story that's like when we do biblical storytelling we can we can each tell the exact same story we're gonna tell it entirely differently we could tell the exact same story in the exact same way yeah not that that would ever be possible but we could and then people would take different things from it so right right so Yes. That's what we're doing. Um, although we didn't do Worth the Price of Admission. Yeah, I have one. Okay, great. I was Go. thinking about this on the long flight back home across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, my Worth the Price of Admission, for various reasons, take long trips. Yeah. Because you can, a la Bourdain, you know, uh, learn all kinds of wonderful things and make beautiful relational connections with uh, people from all over the world right. and eat their food and experience their culture and all that. Drink, drink, um, drink their spirits. And of course, and yes. Um, uh, yeah. I, that was, I brought Jason back some spirits from Croatia. So good. Um, and when you're on the, the, the plane, you have hours and hours to watch a multitude of movies, mm. right? I mean, I mean, so if you can't sleep on airplanes, um, if you're nervous, if what you know, like let I'm the your one. mind be distracted yeah. through film. And um, so I actually had time to watch more than two, but I just I, I just watched two. But the thing is, they had very current movies, and they had decades old movies, and everything in between. So it was. It really was kind of like cool. the old blockbuster <laughs> sort of yeah. uh, feel. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Um, it's like, oh gosh, I always wanted to see that movie, and for whatever reason, never did. And um, uh, American Airlines gave me that possibility. Nice. So, um, so yeah, my worth the price of admission is great. go on long trips, and and you'll have a cornucopia of uh, of movies to choose from. I love it. Yeah. Um, my worth the price of admission. Um, oh, it's kind of a rant. It's a little bit of a rant. Mm. Um, but so it's an anti. It's an anti. It's a it's a anti worth the price of admission. Yeah. Um, uh, can we just stop with uh, all the different Star Wars movies and all the different here like uh, 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 origin stories, co- or? comic book stories? Just oh, all yeah. of them. Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. Um, I just can't keep up and I, it's going to sound a little bit like get off my lawn kind of thing, but like, just give me a good story, Mm. which I know a lot of these are good stories and they're good acting and all of it, but I'm just, I'm kind of done. 
You're kind of done. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you give me an origin story of Princess Leia, then I think that'd be pretty badass. But that's it. There's yeah, more. and I, I feel like that 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 could come in our lifetime. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a thing, but I, I'm super excited about the the I'm super excited about going back to the lives of others. Yeah. Der Leben de Adelin. Nicely done. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I uh, speak German um, for uh, I just learned those four words. You're that's right. it. Um, well, that's and, more than and I probably I probably pronounce them incorrectly. So yes, um, yeah. Let's get to it. Okay. So The Lives of Others is a 2006 movie that won for Best Foreign Language Film over Tsotsi, which is one of my favorite oh, films and, and we did from that South a Africa. couple years ago yeah. yeah, on this podcast. So actually, that's how I came across it was I was like, what? Like I was watching the Oscars and that one and I'm like, Tsotsi didn't win? And then I watched that one. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. Well, and I think this one is on, you know, the... You know, top 250 movie list, you know, yeah. and, and might even be on the movies to see before you die, I think. Mm. Um, like well, 1,000 movies I, to I see before you I would agree with die. all that. So, yes, yeah, so I looked at it before in the lens of hope. And this time, I wanted to look at it through the lens of knowledge and knowing. Mm. Because mm. the very first thing that we see, so it's, it's, it's 1984 in East Germany, and they talk about the state police, the Stasi. And... Their stated goal, over 100,000, 200,000 employers across the country, is to know everything. Mm-hmm. So I thought a lot about that. And yeah. um, I didn't know what kind of lens I was going to go into it the second time. Um, it's not the second time I've seen it, but this this you know revisiting. And it really was, was like, okay, if that's their stated goal, and that's how we start the movie. And I thought a little bit about you and how you look at like, what does what the name of the movie? What does the name mean? Right. Um, there's a great new Twitter uh, uh, profile, uh, um, a, a Twitter page, a Twitter page, a Twitter page. What am I talking about? <laughs> there's a new, um, there's a new uh, 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 profile on Twitter. I can't, I can't think of it now. I'm so, I'm so old. <laughs> Anyways, um, hold on. Well, anyways, I'm following somebody new on Twitter, and <laughs> it's called um, the Start and End, and it, it shows you the Alpha very and Omega. yeah, it shows you the very first image of a movie and the very last image of a movie, and tells you the director and the director of photography for that movie, and that's all it does. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so sometimes it's like they'll that show could be you, your worth the price of admission. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's, that is my worth the price of admission. <laughs> Sorry about the rant before. This is it. So yeah, it's so it's pretty fascinating. So it kind of gives you a visual cue of like, well, what do movies mean? And mm-hmm. like, so what does it start with? What does it end with? Yeah. And um, this one, I think, is a pretty powerful example of that too, um, because the start is this kind of to know everything, and then we see you know somebody walking down a long hallway, and it's somebody who is presumed to be an enemy of the state, and he's about to be really intensely um, you know questioned. And everything about it is this secret police obsession with knowing everything. So from that perspective is what I went into it this time looking at. And was there something... cats are just going crazy on each other. I mean, like... (laughs) Turk is not chill anymore. No, she is not. (laughs) So any new insights as a result of... 
Yeah, that I mean, there's, there's a lot, uh, but I think um, so. It, you know, to center around um, the main character of the movie, who is a secret police, you know, is a, is a Stasi medium up, you know, a colonel, I guess. And um, I was curious because right away he seems to know very little about humanity. Mm. It's all about, are you an enemy of the state? Should you be monitored or not? Yeah. And so he's, he's, he's leading a, a class at the very beginning and kind of, so we see sort of what's happening. He's questioning somebody and then we're seeing it after the fact because we're listening to it and he's showing a class how to do this. And he makes these statements like, well, a guilty person will do this mm. and an innocent person will do this. Um, so I would say he actually knows a lot about human nature or psychology like human mm. psychology, because he has he, he has honed that over his years of interview or interrogating, interrogation, not yeah. interrogating, um, or that's been passed on to him by other people who have, who have done this. But he himself is is almost like a robot. Oh yes, I mean I mean throughout the entire movie, right. his facial expression barely changes. There's one time, well, a couple times. Once he starts to have his little transformation, yeah, and it's not just um, a little transformation. I mean, yeah. it's everything. But even you then, know? like he, he, there's one time where we see a tear, you know, uh, right? Yeah. Um, another time where he's very much getting mm. into the music, so his eyes are closed, yep. and you know, but like we see him having sex. Granted, with a prostitute. prostitute, you know, so there's not really a whole lot of change going on. N- not, there. And, and not doing anti-sex working thing there. I, I made the comment because it's not like he had a relationship with this person. Exactly. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Um, um, so he could be very sort of uh, disconnected. Yes. You know, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, from that. Well, right. But but okay. So then there's that piece of it, right? And oh, but, um, but but the thing is, you're talking about the beginning and the end of the movie. The very last shot is the closest we see him coming to a smile. Like like right. his his face again, it does it's not a lot of change, but in some ways it's it's absolutely changed. Yeah. You know, because of of um, his decisions um, earlier, you know, nine years earlier or whatever, um, right. that led to Everything. him being transformed. Yeah. Uh, he gets punished for it. Um, and now he's being validated for that and, and gifted, uh, uh, in, in, in a way for that. And so, um, and so the camera goes to pause or, or stops, even though we can still see his his face before he can do anything more with his face. But they, it's really kind of brilliant. I thought, because the, where they ended it, his his, his face is, it's just enough. It's just enough to say, oh my gosh, like, are we going to, is he going to smile? Is, is, you know, that's good. Actually, that's really good because I, I, my first and still, I just always find freeze framing to be kind of awkward <laughs> and a little bit hokey, but that's a really good way to look at that. Um, and then, so anyways, there are other things around um, knowledge, right? So, uh, you know, he, he picks on this, uh, this artist, one, the, what, what, what he thinks and what his superior and also a friend from school thinks is like oh he's fine he's fine he's one of our only artists who not just fine but he's like the model right because he's not subversive yeah. right. and uh, he's still so loyal he's still shown in the west yes it's all he, about he the loves, west he loves this this country yeah but then yeah. uh you know uh our our main character's like yeah i i i do the whole thing i i I'd, I'd have him monitored in every way and he i'll oversee it and he does it he oversees it and and then of course this is where everything changes for him yeah. because the lives of others he's focused so much on this life yes 
of this artist and he is um you know i i don't think they're married but he's living with uh kind of one of the most well-known and recognizable actresses yes. in east germany yes so um there's just this really kind of fascinating to me I, I think it's it's such a it's such a phenomenal story yes but i kept thinking about knowledge yeah. in the different ways so there are things that like um a lot of it's a veneer of knowledge right so um the the actress is being forced into sexual acts. So I mean, she's being raped yes. um, by one of the top top guys yeah. who is overseeing yeah. like all of this communications the gathering. Minister of something. Something. Yeah. Um, she doesn't think that the the playwright, the director, knows about this, but he does. Yeah. Right. So she's kind of going off and I'm going to go meet with friends. And he's like, please don't, please don't go. And so there's that piece of it then. Yeah. Right. But then there's also like, nobody knows what the main guy, the, the, the information collector, uh, Wiesel, uh, I should yeah, write down yeah, these yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't know what Wiesel's doing. They don't know how he's actively turning on state on the state. Right. Like the, he's, he's yeah. fully engaged with this, this family, these, this couple, he, he reads Brecht, right? right. He goes in, um, he's reading Western authors. He's having this, this, everything is changing for him and they don't know. Yeah, so well, it's like this knowledge. Yeah. So, so again, this understanding that we have to know everything and they don't know a single thing about what this pawn in the whole socialist scheme is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so for me, uh, I hadn't, of course, Jason, and I didn't talk ahead of time right, about right. the focus. Um, so for knowledge, it's something that I, I, in fact, I've probably said it on this podcast before, but kind of an insight that I got um, when I was uh, sick and, and hospitalized back in 2011, um, is that we never fully know somebody's story. Um, even the person you're married to, even a child you give birth to and you raise for the first 18 or whatever years, you know, I mean, you know a lot maybe, but right. but you, you never completely 100% know somebody else's story. Right. So number one, um, you know, the Stasi can think that their goal is to know everything, but you're never going to know everything. I mean, what, but just what know? a mission statement. That well, is. yeah, right, right. Right. Um, but as a result of that, that also has, has forced me or encouraged me, shall I say, um, to not judge the conclusions, not jump to conclusions immediately because you don't know, you know, people's complete, right. um, complete story. Um, so that might be one reason why people have patience see this movie. Um, but uh, but the other thing is, as far as um, what we can know about people, is I, and again, Anthony Bourdain is a great uh, yeah, is a great I wanna, example. I want to bring him. Uh, I'm going to bring him up again too. Is that when we you know we are living in a not just a country we live in a world. I mean, I just I just spent almost a month in Europe, and Europe is awesome and amazing in so many ways. And not unlike the United States, there many of those countries are turning right. You know, right. like you know, very nationalistic, very circle the wagons, very anti-immigrants, um, anti yes. xenophobic. Well, anti people who aren't like us. That's right. And so An yeah, anti-brown and black immigrants. Yeah, oftentimes. Yeah, right? anti-Muslim. Right, right. So we can um, so we. Live in a in a world where we are being encouraged by people in power and by the media among other things to immediately go to the differences 
between right. us and them. And and of course, it's a them, right? Always. Yep. Um, and not just to, to, to zone in on the differences, but to be very, very afraid of those differences. Mm. And I think somebody like an Anthony Bourdain, or I would hope Christians are people of faith, no right? Kidding. You know, what, whatever brand that you happen to be, um, is to number one, just use your knowledge to say, you know, we, I mean, line up any human being in the world across from me, and I guarantee you I'm going to have more in common with that person than I have differences. Yes. Will there be differences? Of course, but there's going to be more in common, but we're yes. never encouraged no. to, to focus on those. That's right? a great point. And the other thing is, how do we even get to know all that we have in common with each other? Well, a really good way to do that is to tell stories. Mm-hmm. You know, tell us, you know, um, share. And when by that, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can like perform a folk tale. That, you know, that's fine. Um, but share your own story. You know, share a yeah. piece of your own story. You There's know, a you, great, and you do that over broken bread together, it. and bingo. Yep, which is a, a, a very strong Christian understanding, but like a human understanding too of breaking bread, which of course Bourdain connected him with his love of food and his you know his knowledge of food and his knowledge that he didn't have all the knowledge yes. of food yes. or of cultures. I'm watching uh, the, the O.J. Simpson story. I'm just getting into all my 90s stuff right yeah, now. Yeah. Listen to Dave Matthews and then O.J. Um, and uh, so it's great. Sterling Brown and um, uh, What's-Her-Face plays Marsha Clark. Yeah, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. And there's a moment in there where, you know, uh, Marshall Clark is just bitching about the fact that, you know, the, the, the defense has all these stories that they have. But we have the facts. We have the blood. We have the yeah. glove. We yeah. have all of it. And uh, Sterling Brown's character just gets frustrated. And he's like, Marsha, people like stories. It's how they make sense of the world. Bingo. Bingo. So, yeah. and of course, we know how that trial ended up. I mean, was, the stories are what... Um, made that trial, right? Not the evidence, right? Right. Um, I was at a gig years also, ago. Also, OJ is a murderer, but like beyond that, <laughs> <laughs> I was at a gig years ago, and the LAPD is racist. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and um, a big, uh, a big Episcopal church down in in Georgia. And one of the priests on staff came up and said, oh, I'm really looking forward to your presentation. Uh, I'm a bit of a storyteller myself. Oh, good for you. He said, yeah, well, my homiletics professor in seminary didn't think it was so great. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, when we had to do, what, three sermons in the course of the uh, semester. And uh, I just am a natural storyteller. And so that was kind of how I preach. And he always marked me down specifically for the stories. Mm. And I finally, out of frustration, made an appointment to go see him. And uh, and I said to him, look, I don't understand. I mean, this is who I am, is being authentic to who I am. The class seems to be um, um, responding. responding well to it. You know, when, when they give their feedback afterwards and you you were there, you know, you've seen that it's all been very positive. I don't understand why you seem to have a problem with this. And I said, well, what did he say? And he said, well, he turned to me and he said, look, if all you do is tell stories, that's all the people are going to remember. Mm. <laughs> mm. Like, and the problem and the, with yeah, that yeah. would be... I'm not seeing the downside here. <laughs> yeah. So so I give him, the homiletics professor, credit for at least knowing the power of story. Right. But, yeah. like, and wow. Also, and, and I think that, to me, is really what the um, East German and, you know, the Soviet-dominated Eastern Bloc 
in the eighties, especially on, you know, cause we're really close to you, 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 we see the wall falling down. We don't see it. We hear about it in this movie, but it's close to this. So it's, it's near this point. Yeah. Um, is that the stories of the West are tantalizing enough yeah. that the East wants to keep them out. Right. And uh, this really wraps around how um, there's a story that's being written that, that Der Spiegel, uh, a West German publication, and now a German publication is still going, yeah. um, picks up around the number of suicides mm-hmm. in the German Democratic Republic, East Germany. And In 1977... East Germany stopped counting suicides, calling them self-murderers. Mm. Um, but it has nothing to do with murder. This is what it says this in the, in the yeah. movie. Um, it, it has nothing to do with murder. It knows no bloodlust, no heated passion. It knows only death, the death of all hope. And so I have to say, um, so the first time we, we looked at this uh, six and a half years ago, I talked about hope and the lens of hope. And this time I'm talking about knowledge and I'm talking about it in terms of uh, me being much more public about my own struggles with suicidal thoughts, uh, my own mental health issues. And so it just, it was very interesting to me that we, you know, that I picked this movie up again and not only does a major character die, um, by suicide almost right away in this movie. Um, but, Anthony Bourdain had just killed himself and Kate Spade had killed mm-hmm. herself earlier in the, you know, in the same week. And it just kind of really hit me. And so I was thinking about it in terms of knowledge and the fact that, um, there was no hope, like there was no sense of hope. And, uh, that article and, and I'm talking about the suicide thing and just, of course, how shameful it was mm-hmm. to even talk about self murderers, like, right. fuck you. Right. Um, which people today still think of it. We, we use, we use very, um, we use very damning language. People commit suicide, mm. um, which you commit crimes. Yeah. Good point. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. some of the wow. language now we're talking about is like either die by suicide or, you know, or just the very real killed themselves, yeah, yeah. um, took their own life, that right. sort of thing. Right. And it's not just about like political correctness. I mean, words matter. Yes. But also, it just kind of hit me. So Yerska, uh, who is another director, and he's the one who's been blacklisted. And of course, when you know the main director brings it up, the head guy is just like, "Oh, we don't blacklist anybody, right?" And and choose your words more carefully next and time. And choose your words more words carefully. Matter. That's right. <laughs> and so you know, so there's this there's this going back and forth on this, and uh, and then you know he gets the call that uh, Yerska had you know was found hanging in his in his room, and then of course this gets him inter- interested in like the whole, you know this 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 outbreak of suicides in in East Germany, and so it just really hit me too because I felt like maybe Yerska knew too much, mm, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what he knew was that there was no hope. Well, the the last conversation that um, Georg has with him, he he Georg, really, he, this is the main guy, um, the director, one of the main guys, yeah, the writer. Um, he had had a conversation with the head guy and asked, you know, I think you judged him too harshly. You know, does is there any hope that you might rescind that? And that's why he's like, yeah, yeah, there's always a chance for hope. You know, it's the last thing that dies, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's then sharing that with um, Yerska, and um, and you can tell that he didn't he didn't believe it. 
you know, I mean, and, and it thinks he isn't, he doesn't chastise Georg. He, is, he knows that Georg's doing that out of love and, and concern right. and compassion for him. He's wanting to give him hope. And, um, and so he just, and he doesn't patronize him either. He just, he just, but you can just tell the look on his face, right? you know, it's like, I wish. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not. Happening. And, and you know, I've had, because uh, he knows I, too much. That's right. And I've been in those moments and, and, and if, you know, for me, it's always been that I can't see any future ahead of me and the past is something I can't get back and the future. Is shit. Yeah. And so, and I've talked with you about it. I've talked with people who love me and, I, and I've been very public about it too, because I think for people of faith to look at a movie that centers so much on suicide yeah. and on the lack of hope yeah. for a Christian church that is supposed to be in the business of hope and yeah. of telling a story of hope. We are really shitty when it comes to telling people that their mental illness is something that they need to just get over or that they need to pray harder or even, yeah. you know, and those are like more evangelical terms, but even in mainline Protestant denominations of which we both come out of, uh, I've heard very, very frustrating uh, platitudes mm. and pious pronouncements yeah. of how my mental illness is either something that I shouldn't talk about yeah. or something that I should not bother other people with right. or something that they think that, that, you know, they use like terms around demons in the Bible and things like this. I mean, I do kind of connect it sometimes to, to the, the Dementors in Harry Potter, which actually J.K. Mm. Rowling was also... Uh, that's how she was uh, imagining them. Mm -hmm. But it, it just really hit me because some of the most courageous people I know are people who have um, tried to commit suicide. And I even use it there, right? That they tried to do the act of suicide and, and they were unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. To me, they're very courageous people. Um, because they've stared the void in the face mm -hmm. in a culture that refuses to talk about death, even today, yeah. right? Uh, we don't want to talk about death. We don't want to talk about being close to death. We don't want to talk about people who choose to end their lives. Right. Um, and people who have, who are in because such... Because pro-life doesn't necessarily mean pro-quality of life. No, it's all about pro-birth, right? <laughs> well, but um, even if we're going to say, which oh, yeah, we won't right. even get into, like, right, you know, yeah, I'm okay with, like, you know, right. killing somebody on death row or whatever. Right, right, but, right. Um, but, but as a, like, you know, quote yeah. unquote Christian nation too, yeah. you know, we, we feel that we have to use everything in our medical arsenal to keep people alive for every... Possible. Every minute, every second right. that, that we can, no matter what the quality of that life may right. be. And I really question that. Yeah, and, and and just for a lot of people who have never stared at that void, it's just very it's very difficult for them because it's just a lot of these hot takes uh, after Bourdain killed himself were very much a sort of like it was a selfish act and he left behind a daughter and how could he have thought, I mean, you know, didn't he think of his daughter? And I just, again, I had to, you know, I say, F you you have no clue what it's like because we never know someone's story completely right we never do right you can even say well until you've walked a mile in their shoes right but you can't literally i don't mean like you know but, but you can't get inside their head i mean you can't in their heart and their emotions and their psyche and their no. you know um you can't ever 100 percent know what that person's going through and in the lives of others, Yerska is not the only suicide that we witness. Right. And, and yet, um, you know, our main digger up of uh, the information who makes a choice 
that without the Berlin Wall falling another five years after this movie takes place, I mean, he made a choice that was like a 20-year choice. Right. That he was going to be stuck, you know, opening letters with in a like basement, the, in a yeah. basement uh, for the rest of his career. Yeah. Yeah. And he makes a choice that changes everything. Yeah. And I think, for me, um, he felt that the Stasi understanding of to know everything was not, it was not working for him anymore. And what he wanted to do was to feel everything. Well, and I think that it was getting a glimpse into not just how other people live, you know, it was relationship. I mean, that, that's yeah. what this, you know, sharing each other's stories is, is, is all about. I mean, it was a one-sided, you know, because they didn't know that he right. was listening in on, on them. Um, uh, but, uh, but he yeah. had a bit of a relationship from his standpoint anyway with them as he got to know them more. Yes. And, um, and so then that, that elicited co- uh, compassion perhaps. Right. And empathy, um, empathy, you know, all of those, those kinds of things. Right. And, um, and of course you can't, you can't not be changed by, mm. by that. You, you can't. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the Stasi goal of knowing everything really was part of their downfall. Right. In it backfired. Ways, in some, right. Yeah. In this case, anyway. In this case it did. Yeah. 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 Well, so I want to, I want to say too, just, and this will segue us into the, uh, the next movie is um, I watched this movie, th- sort of my, my lens, was uh, the system. You know, so systemic whatever. Right. And how, um, so the second suicide is from this girlfriend, the actress, Georg, of Georg's, uh, Krista Maria. And she, um, she felt trapped. Um, yeah, literally no way out. Yeah, you know, like they had her, and so so she was gonna you, be like give, give us be, become an informant, right? Right, um, or your career is over. You know, like you'll never perform. Your German name will stage. never even be mentioned from the stage again. Wiped away from you know, the record. Just, yeah. Salt the earth. Yeah, you never existed. Yeah, and um, and so she does tell you know she gives them the information and then of course immediately can't live with herself as a result of that and she walks right out in front of a truck and 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 dies and 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 vasil the you know he he runs up to her yeah and he's like no you don't know everything like i i so so there's all these things that she didn't know yeah Again, I mean, it came back to the knowledge things. Like, no, 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 I know more than you. And, and you think you're doing something. You think you're trapped, but you're not trapped. Yeah. Everything's okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's it's the thing like, um, you know, past movies that we've, we've, you know, so like the Magdalene sisters, you know, like how can these women in power do these things to uh, to these young uh, young women, yeah. you know, treat them that way? Yeah. How can these uh, black police officers in Baltimore be a um, part of, be a part of the Freddie Gray death? Yep. You know, that's a really um, great point. You know, it's it's the, it's the system. Like yep. you know, when you are so not even invested, like again, because they don't really have a choice, you know, no. often with those things either. But you know, when you find yourself when you you're, in the system, the cogs of this wheel, you don't, which is you what don't the often play have, is about, right? Right, exactly. The play that that we see the play within a play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's really good. So again, like not knowing someone's story fully, you know, like you can you can and you can go up the line. You know, it's kind of yeah. like with. Um, what uh, one best picture? The water, a shape of water, shape of water, and Michael Shannon's character. I mean, yes. he is reprehensible. Yes. And there's one scene where you see him um, yeah. getting, um, 
you know, kind of um, uh, his his supervisor or whatever, reaming him out and, you know. Yeah. And so, like, right. you're not really giving him a choice, you know. So He's you, kind of you've trapped. got to do right. this or or else. Well, it's all about what you say about knowing the backstory, right? I mean, you're all about that, right? Yeah. You know? And so, and so in the lives of others, you can just go up the line from Krista Maria to uh, Vesel yeah. um, to um, Gerbitz or whatever, like his Yeah, uh, his guy that, that was a know, friend God, in school. Even to the horrible um, Hempf. Yeah. Um, uh, above Just a lot him. of German you know, names. He's, he's a cog in the, yeah. you know, in the wheel. And, and I'm not saying that if the system had been different, um, that they would have been angels, you no, know. No. Um, but in this case, right. Th- they I mean, at least felt like they right. didn't have much of an of an option. And I wonder, that's what made me think, because right now what I cannot stand at all is that the existence of and the actions of ICE in our country. Yes. And, 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 you know, we have a public defender in McAllen, Texas, telling us that children are being forcibly ripped from their parents yeah. or being told they're going to go take a shower and then never come back, mm. which sounds incredibly like the 1940s in Germany. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So then there's that question too, right? Cuz what about these ICE agents? And then this and then that whole thing, you know, like with the uh, the trial of of Adolf Eichmann was like you can't say I was just following orders. Right. That's not good enough. Yes. Right, right. Right, because you even when you feel like you don't have a choice, maybe you do. Maybe it's not a mm. great choice. You know, like really, it might be. What's well, the choice that Vesel makes? Well, right, right. Which is not a good. Which is not a great choice for him. Right, right. It, but it changes the lives of others. Right? Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> you like that? I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Nicely done. Georg Dreimann. Das ist ziemlich unser einziger Auto, der nichts Verdächtiges schreibt. Ich würde ihn überwachen lassen. So, that brings us to our uh, our second movie. And this is one of those I put in the category of, I can't believe we haven't done this movie yet in six and a half years. And that's there's always going to be that case. There's though. always going to be. There's always going to be. So, it's high time. Thank um, God that you gave me the list and I made it alphabetical just so I can remember what we did. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. So, I uh, I watched The Lies of Others and, uh, and the movie that just kept popping into my mind was Dead Poets Society. Mm. And um, there are, I think, so many connections. Dead Poets Society between these um, between these two. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you. I mean, like, what kind of connections you make? Because well, actually, I wanted to ask um, you. Let me. I didn't. I didn't um, prepare myself here. When I when I let Jason know that that was my um, my choice, and I said. you know, does that work for you? You responded, that works so perfectly, I am near tears with joyful adoration at its perfection. <laughs> <laughs> so I would actually like you to go first. Like, where did that come from? And, and, um, I you know, was drunk. what, what, <laughs> well, that goes well. Sorry. But, um, uh, like, like, yeah, well, here, here's what it did for me was that. Um, when you said what we, what the other movie was, I, I took a beat and then I was like, of course the lives of others 
is, and again, I was going to the knowledge thing, right? The right. lives of others is about once you know these, once you, like you try to know everything, but once you know stories, once you know somebody else, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, the dead poets, they go in not knowing much about life or anything. And then they're, they are, they are exposed to not just old thinkers and old poets, but new poets, uh, their own teacher. And then that opens, like it changes everything. And encouraged to be poets themselves. And encouraged to be who they are and who they were created to be. Um, that knowledge is transformational and in one case deadly, right? Yeah. And deadly in the same way. Exactly. So that's really, I mean, so I just thought of like, uh, on a gut level reaction, I was like, oh, Robert Sean Leonard kills himself. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought. Right. I was like, Yerska kills himself, Robert Sean Leonard. And had had Bourdain's death happened yet when I no. chose that? So yeah, just the timing right. was just a little but there's tricky. A, but, yeah, yeah. Um, By the way, spoiler alert, in Dead Poets Society, one of the kids kills himself. If you haven't seen Dead Poets Society, then yeah. just get on it. 1989. And this too is uh, listed on that top you know, 250 sure. and you know, movies you should see before you die. And how about, how about another um, basically suicide of the, the man at the center of that movie? Well, exactly. In real life. Right. Yeah, Robin Williams. Big rest in peace. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Right. I mean, everything about this movie. I mean, I, I quote this movie without even thinking about it. I, I, it, it has such a. Yeah, I've been listening to Dave Matthews Band. It's been taking back to the to the late '90s. The same thing with uh, Dead Poets. I mean, it came out '89, but you know, like it really kind of formed a lot of my middle school, high school life. Yeah. Yeah. When you it, wanted the teacher like you wanted the teacher like Ron Williams. Right. Right. Well, and interestingly. Um, he chose Robin Williams, according to IMDb, to play the teacher the way that he did because he wanted the teacher to be like the teachers he wished he had had there you, you go. know, growing up. And it's just a, a beautiful thing, really, is that Robin, you know, Mork and Mindy, um, stand-up comedian, but yet, and this is not the first, he, he did Awakenings before this. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, it was like 88, okay. I think. Okay, okay. But he had... Well, he's from and, Juilliard. I mean, he had chops. He had chops. He did. And I think yeah. we do him a disservice to think he was a funny man. Yeah. Even though a lot of Dead Poets is funny. Yes. You know, it's sort of like Jim Carrey and the Truman Show. You know, if you if right. you have these expectations, but it's like Robin was doing that for a long time. I mean, obviously, one is Academy War for Google Hunting. Right. Like he had such serious acting chops. Right. Absolutely. No. No. No question. No question. So for his, me, his stuff with Ethan Hawke, I mean, there's just so many incredible moments. Oh, so many. Moments. So Uncle Walt up there. What does he remind you of? Don't think. Answer. Go on. A, a, a madman. What kind of madman? Well, think about it. Just answer again. A crazy madman. Oh, you can do better than that. Free up your mind. Use your imagination. Say the first thing that pops into your head, even if it's total gibberish. Go uh, on. Uh, a sweaty tooth madman. Good God, boy. There's a poet in you after all. Funny. But oh. it's interesting because he... Even though he, there are very Robin moments, you know, Robin Williams at his creative on the spot sort of best. Yeah. Um, there is kind of a somberness. And again, according to IMDb, he was going through a divorce mm. when they were filming this. And so there, there apparently wasn't the real Robin joking in between takes. Like, really? like Interesting. There, there, there was yeah. on other. Um, yeah, yeah, don't say according sets. to IMDb. That is the Bible. So. <laughs> It's just real. Right, there you go. The film Bible. Um, so anyway, I um, my my lens uh, for both of these movies was the system. Hmm. 
And that's actually, that was the main reason I chose this. Actually, yeah. I mean, then there were so many other connections I, I felt sure. like. But um, but the systemic um, sickness, you know. And so in this case, um, you know, and there are some who could say, you know, oh, poor white boys, you know. But, I know, right. Um, that's, that's the one thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, because it's in the 1950s and it's in well-to-do New England. Right. And so it's all white. It's all white boys. Yeah. And, uh, and so within that... Yeah, and the thing I mean, is, that's the thing. It's like you have to, and that's what people of color had to have had to do for a long time. You have to find yourself somewhere in it. Yeah. So it's it's obviously much easier for me. Everybody that I know is is represent. I mean, everything that I want to be is represented there as a kid growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, even you. There's barely any women in this movie. Right. Yes. You know? Right. So. Right. So, um, but again, everybody's got their cross to bear or their. To slog through, or, first world you problems know, are still whatever. problems. Are still they're still problems, and, um, and and it doesn't matter how much wealth or resources you have, like Anthony Bourdain, you might still kill yourself. Right, right, or or feel trapped. You know, so right. Krista Maria in the lives of others. Um, and maybe Yurska too, but I mean, she especially, and we see, yes. we we see her, the various yes. ways that she is trapped. And um, you know these these continual rapes from the guy. I mean, like you There's know, it's, no it's, it's, it's it's a horrible. It's no exactly exactly. And in Dead Poets, he feels the exact same kind of trap. Well, he literally There's- says, "I'm trapped." You know, he goes and talks to his teacher, Robin Williams. He wants to be in a play. I mean, he's in a play, and um, it's the night before opening night, and his dad finds out, which he did have. He meaning the the, the student, the son. Um, he did have to forge documents, you yeah, know, I mean, saying made it, that, you know, happen, yes, right. I get permission for my son to do this. And his dad finds out he is livid. Uh, I mean, from the very beginning, he, he wants him to drop the yearbook committee because, you know, it's too many extracurriculars. You know, you got to focus on... Because this is 1950s, on, you, you, have to be a, a, you have to be a scientist or a doctor or a lawyer. This is what right. it is. And medicine is what his, his yes. dad has chosen for him. Yes. And so, again, about, um, like, knowing the stories of others and that sort of thing, um, it's, it's tragic in that well literally it's tragic because he ends up killing himself as a result of this but um you know, he throughout the the movie um you know we hear him uh, neil is his name um this this the student um talking about how his parents really don't know him like you know like my dad he makes all these decisions for me um and and like he's trapped and um and so then his dad comes and says you've got it you go tell them tonight you're now you right. know that you're you can't be in i don't care if it's, i don't care if it's opening night it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't matter and um, and so he goes to t- he the the student Neil goes to talk to his teacher Robin and and Robin's like you know, well tell your dad you know all that you've just told me he's like it's not going to do any good I can tell right. you right now this is what he'll say blah 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 and um, yeah and so, what if you talk to your dad like you just talked to me yeah it's so not if, you know, if, if he sees the passion if he sees right. the you know no. and, and then but then Robin even says realistically and if after all of that he still doesn't get it. You know, pretty soon you're going to be graduated from here. You're going to be on your own, and, and you, you can, can do whatever, make the, you whatever choices you want. But he knows that that's not even really true either, because when his dad he does do the play, his dad's in the audience. He's mm, furious. He horrible. takes him home and says, um, "You know, I'm 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 withdrawing you from that school. I'm I'm tomorrow. I'm going to enlist you in this military uh, academy, and you're going to graduate, and you are going to go to uh, uh, graduate Harvard. You yep. know, of course, yep. you know med school, and you're going to become a doctor. And and and, and Neil's like, that's 10 more years. That's a lifetime. Quit being so dramatic, so pejorative for the acting, Absolutely. right? Quit being so dramatic. You act like it's a prison sentence. Well, for him, it is. I mean, because he has, because he said to Robin Williams earlier, I'm trapped. Right. I'm and trapped. And then he sees it. You know? And he's given that. He has yeah. no hope. 
Yeah. And then and then and and then this is this is what was for me especially heartbreaking because and I don't think it was at least 100% sincere. But you know the, the Neil has complained throughout about how you know my my parents uh, they never listen. They never ask what I want even. Right. You know, it's not that they don't even know me. It's like they don't even try to get to know me. They don't even ask. And so at this uh, tete-a-tete, you know, back at home, um, and he said he he says to his father, he finally confronts him, you know, and says, you know, you know, like I have something to don't I have something to say or don't I have a, a say in this? Right. And his dad's like, okay, sure, go tell me, what do you want to say? Mm. But of course, he's got what seventeen years, eighteen years at that point of nothing. never being able to do he, he, that. It's just it's overwhelming. He has nothing. He can't because yeah. he system, has everything. He has know? everything, but he has nothing to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. And his dad, is, and he finally says nothing. And his dad almost sneers at him. He's like, nothing. Well, then let's go to bed. And you know, dismissed. End of conversation or conversation, quote unquote, right, right? right? And a few hours later, he shoots himself. The the son does. Um, so, uh, so again, you know, you can, yeah. you can just, and, and, and of course there were some other stories. Um, well, I mean, then what happens as a result of that, because the system in this case, you know, this very prestigious, I mean, the, the movie starts with them giving all of the, the, the bona fides, you yeah, know, of this, of just, this, of this school about how many, yep. you know, 75% of our graduates go on to the Ivies. It's a religion. This, this is, this is why we are the best preparatory right. school. Oh yeah. In the United know. States. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, so, so they need a scapegoat. Yep. And, and so it's not, it can't be the, 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 father's can't be the father because yeah. the father has you know he's given i'm sure an amazing amounts of money to this school and he went to this school and all of it no it's one person's fault and one only mr keating yes yes and so immediately it's robin's fault right and so then what do you do you bring in the other kids you interrogate them in front of their parents and they don't know the parents are going to be there mm-hmm. right so they've got this statement you know um of 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 charges basically or right. proof against right. Keating that he's you know he's the one that's that's responsible and um and, and and it's not all the boys it's just the boys who are in the dead poet society right um because this has encouraged them to think right. for themselves yep. and uh and even earlier Robin has a has a minor confrontation with the dean or the head guy or whatever mm-hmm. and um who's saying Look, our curriculum here is tried and true. It's right. it's 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 effective. It's because you know, Robin, of course, doesn't follow the right. even encourages them to rip out yep. you know and, whole and sections the of these books, right? right? And um, and Robin's like, well, wait, I I thought the point of education was to get people to think for themselves. Right. <laughs> and and actually, when he said that, I was like, yes. I mean, my, literally, my philosophy of education is that little story about, or not even a story, but you, you know, you you give a person a fish, you feed him for a day, but you teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. So so my my theory of of education is you teach people how to fish. You don't yeah, just was, give them fish. So I was curious, like as a person of faith who also is um, is educated in the art of educating others. I mean, I, I think first and foremost, my experience would be you're a teacher. I'm an educator, yep. Um, yeah. So, you know, like how does this, you know, is I'm just curious about like, what is Robin's uh, portrayal of Mr. Keating, is that something that you wish you had or that you did have or, you know... Um, 
Well, let me, as a person of faith. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, and, and um, you know, Robin Williams in real life happened to be Episcopalian. He and he is quoted as saying, you know, one of the things that he appreciates most about the Episcopal Church is that you don't have to check your brain at the door. Exactly. And my hope would be, as an educator, right, that no faith tradition would would force you or even encourage you to check your your right. brain at the door and look at what we have right now i mean we have we have people who have doctorates who are who are incredibly educated who go back to a what a third grade understanding of the bible a sunday school theology and, ne- all the and time. never shall you go beyond that right yeah so sadly not everyone has had that theory of education and so there have been plenty of people who have been educated all the way through phds um, who have been given fish mm. and very specific fish and, mm-hmm. and never shall you try another kind of fish, mm. right? Um, and now they, unfortunately, are in the positions of, quote, I mean, you know, I'm going to put it in quotes, air quotes, teaching, you know, students themselves in the same, um, right. in the same way. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, and that's systemic, right? right. You know, and so I, I see, I mean, I mean, look at Jesus, <laughs> Among others, sure. right? You know, he was breaking all kinds of molds. And um, um, you know, he wasn't about the status quo or the system. And it got him killed, right? right? I mean, like, so, like, many of our people in these, in these films, you know, like, like didn't have, uh, you know, the, there were costs. There were costs that, um, that came as, a, as yeah. a result of that. But, again, as people of faith, we, um, with the hope, Right, mm-hmm. uh, part of it is that that's not the end of the story for us. So even though that might be required of you or something equally as tragic, that's still what we're called to do. And I would say, as a person of faith, I have been radicalized in the last, you know, five six years. Uh, to those who are listening, I, I wasn't always like this, <laughs> um, but I think especially since I've been ordained in the church in 2010, is Jesus was a community organizer. Mm. I'm very convinced of, mm. and he fought the system, and the system killed him for it. Yeah. And then God brought him from there and said, you know, and, and from the very place of the dead, from hell itself, and said, "That's not the end of the story. That will not win out." But I, but I swear to God, every other person had encountered that. They fought up against yeah. Rome. They were crucified for it. The dogs ate their feet, and then they're withered bodies were were kept up there to show everybody else you don't f- with rome right right and that's that's what that's the kind of death that jesus died right and it's because of this sort of subversive it's why i talk about the difference between inspiration and conspiration which we never use that word but inspiration breathing in right. which is mostly what what most christian fiction and other things are supposed to it's supposed to inspire you yeah, inspirited when, inspirited but <laughs> right. jesus was about conspirit breathing together which yeah. the only word that we really use for that is conspiracy right which is oftentimes a bad word, but right. that's what it's a Jesus conspiracy yeah. to say, we are going to encounter the world and we're going to bring about the empire that God brings, which is categorically opposed to the empires of the world, Rome, the United States, all of it. Yeah. So well, here's the thing. If you look back on history, there is not one empire that has survived. That's right. I mean, I mean, like, there's there's not a good track record right. for 
I mean, every empire has seen its end. That's right. Now, now, it might have taken hundreds of years in some cases. Yeah, as a student of history, we look back on, I mean, even people who aren't students of history, when you take history classes, you think that the fall of Rome is just preordained. That it was just going to happen. They were going to get ransacked by the Visigoths (laughs) and for whatever. Like, we think that. Like, at the time, Rome was the center of everything. All All roads led to Rome. That's right. When in Rome. We even have these things now. When in Rome, do as Romans yeah, do. Right. I mean, everything. Yeah. You couldn't imagine it right. any other way. Right. So the way that we talk about the, the United Ottoman States Empire, now, or or the Brits, you know, there was a time where the sun never set on the British Empire. Right. You know? Um, yeah, so so what that makes me think of then is to go one step further with your, you know, with that metaphor, right? Give a person a fish, um, feed them for a day. Uh, teach a person to fish, feed her for a lifetime, organize her and him and everybody to go upstream and protest the corporation that's dumping horrible waste into that river. Yeah. Change everything. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, that's what we are called to do, I think, you know, as as people of faith. And too often, uh, in fact, the vast majority of my church experience you know, Sunday morning kind of church experience. Even just saying that, it's more, it should be more than just Sunday morning, right? right? Um, but it's been more of the country club kind of. And we've seen that, right? right? And, you know, the, the three-step prong of community organizing has at its core educate, right? Agitate, educate, organize. Yeah, yeah. You agitate people out of their complacency, out of their, their um, antithopy, and then you educate them. Yeah. Here is, here's what the world really is. Yeah. And then you organize them. Yeah. Well, so what, and it's, I know that we weren't technically talking about hope this time. All right. Right. um, But uh, but you you can't get around it. I mean, you you know, I mean, the the best movies, hope, I mean, you know, like have that redemptive, which you can't get away from hope when you're talking about redemption. Like a Shawshank redemption, for instance. Yes, (laughs) yes, nicely done. So for me, I felt like the Ethan Hawke character, in some ways, I felt like it's really his movie. You know, yeah, in a lot of ways. Is. I mean, I mean, he has kind of a minor role, sort of. But as far as the um, takeaway or the, if and, we're going to be really, hopeful, yeah, and the narr- you know? and the narrative does end with him because, in some ways, he has the biggest transformation. He does, you know. Um, for, for various reasons. And he's the one. In fact, I was thinking about that. W.W. Ma- <laughs> Uncle Walt had it again. <laughs> um, I was thinking about that Malcolm Gladwell um, podcast episode about... Um, the what revisionist is, it's, it's, it's like the high, um, um, high tolerance and the low uh, uh, tolerance, but it's but it's for he had other words for it. But the long and short of it is, um, most human beings, um, like if one person does something crazy or against the status quo, most others aren't going to follow because there's always going to be a crazy person. So we say, right. no, that person's just being crazy. It takes the second person right. to do it for others to say, oh, maybe there's something okay, to this. Okay, well, maybe I, I'm, you know, they, yep. they're encouraged, they're, you know, whatever to, to do right. it. So obviously, you need the first person. 
but it's really the second person that gets. So I'm thinking at the, the, that final mm. scene in the Dead Poets Society. That's it. I mean, God love him, the right. Ethan Hawke character who he is who's up. like afraid of a mouse practically at the beginning. He's so shy. He's so you know. He's the first and he, one and he's to so, stand. He's so eclipsed by his older brother. Right. At that, Again, at that the, the system. He's 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 pulled into Todd Anderson, that, and know? he stands up on a desk, and then he's the only one for a while. Yes. And he's threatened yep. by the dean the, who yes. is now teaching the class. Yes. He's threatened. You will be kicked he's, out of the school. Get off that desk. Every and, everything and, everything that he was scared shitless of at the beginning, yeah. he's being he's being threatened with at the end. Yeah. And he doesn't. Right. He doesn't step down. So he's bucking the system. Yeah, and, that's really good. Um, and you can see the faces of the others, especially the it's Dead so Poet Society boys. And you, and they, they want to do it, but they're afraid. Right. And, you know, they've just been, you know. And then finally, it's, you know, the second one gets And, of course, when, when I have yep. to say that technically the first one, not to stand on the desk, but Nuanda. Yeah. <laughs> No, you know, he, he, he just refuses he sac- to sign the thing. He was thing. a sacrificial lamb. Well, right, 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 right. So he gets expelled, I mean, yeah. you know, and he's okay with that. Um, but he, he but, really, yeah. I mean, you couldn't have Todd standing up without, without Nawanda. Right. Uh, like, Todd and everybody else plays by the rules. Nawanda won't even play, yeah, won't even right. play the game. Literally, like like when when Robin Williams is having them do this experiment about walking weirdly, he's just standing there and yeah. he's like, you know, come on, join us. And he's because, like, because, I'm because exercising my right, my right not to walk. And and, and and Robin's like, good for you, because the whole point is be yourself. You right. know, like don't because when he the has the first quo. three walk, they eventually start walking in lockstep. Right. And he's like, see, there it is. Yeah. And everybody's clapping along. Everybody's right. into it. Right. Right. Because so that's much easier than, you know, being your own, you know, yeah. following the beat of your own drummer. You and know, so, kind of so thing. yeah, so Robin says, thank you for proving the point. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, my, my, my point right. being is right. if, we're, if we want to break out of the system, especially yeah. unhealthy. I mean, there can be that's healthy good. systems, sure. but especially the unhealthy systems. It takes more than one mm. and, and often more than two. But, um, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's that groundswell and that critical mass that ultimately is going to, again, yeah. hopefully, yeah. you know, as a person of hope, um, shift, shift the balance. Yeah, no, that's really um, good. Uh, that's that. really good. But it, but that is that's not going to happen overnight. Nope. That's not that is that is. But a that's lot a word. That's a word. That's a word of hope. I think. Yeah. Because we have to. We have to have hope. That things can change. Yeah. And. You know, it's just well, like that. Actually, I mean, just all the people who don't want to be political now, right? Who who act like, well, it's like because you're not you're not having your child ripped away from you at the border. You know, I mean, things are happening right now in this country. That you know, it's like when I when I try to talk about it, sometimes there are people who are just like, well, why do you have to be so political? Why do you have to be focused on negative stuff? Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to do that? And oftentimes, those are the same people who will say with a straight face that if they were alive during World War II. Right, they would have given their lives to fight the Nazis. Yeah, right. You know, literal Nazis walking in the street. <laughs> right, right. What are you doing? Right, exactly, exactly. Um, going back to the lives of others, and um, uh, you know, when when Georg and and Hempf, um, which is kind of like Drumpf, you know. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, this is post Berlin Wall. Our, is that, our, that that scene? Uh, or is it no, no, no. This, this is, is this, this is when they're talking about the blacklisting yep. and, and all of yep. that. Um, so the minister, uh, the, the bigwig guy, um, he says, you know, what we all love about your plays is your love for mankind, your belief that people can change. Draymond, no matter how often you say it in your plays, people do not 
change. So he's you know trying to instill like right. you know like sn- snuff out that hope. That's right. right? And ultimately. You know, he's wrong, right? Um, And actually, yeah, because he's the only one who doesn't change. He really doesn't. Even after the wall falls down, he's and still he's an just, SOB. He's, you a, know? he's a horrible, and he, yeah. he, and he still has all that privilege, too. He's, oh, not, yeah. he's not running the country. Yeah. He still has all that privilege. Yeah. And all yeah. that power. Yeah. So that is Dead Poet Society. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. Right. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion. Medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. And, and, and thank you for uh, originally bringing the lives of others to us. It was fun to, yeah. uh, to revisit it with a different lens. Good. And, um, and I love the parallels between these two movies. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Both movies definitely, definitely yeah. worth seeing. Yeah. Thank you. Dead Poet Tracy. Society is on Netflix. It is. And um, the lives of others is not. Is not. <laughs> But your library, your local library, should have it. They should have it. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, don't be a don't be a monster. Obviously, get it in German with the English subtitles. Read oh, yeah. subtitles, and oh, yeah. so you know, clearly. clearly, yeah, yeah. All right, so so good. There goes another episode there, there go, of there it is. the 2018 there it version is. of Faith and Focus. I dig it. Um, where we're like doing it. something a little different every month. So yeah. we're not going to tell you what we're doing next month. We we're not hope going you'll, to. Yeah. We hope that you'll uh, tune in and, and uh, you'll sit there. You'll sit out. there and you'll like it. You, you, <laughs> you sit there without your knowledge, without your knowledge, without right. your knowledge. And right. you'll, and you'll like it. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. It's, seriously. It's so great to have, uh, have this show. It's, it's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. And we've come a long way. And what a, and what a wonderful excuse to, to watch films. Oh my God. As if, I we mean, we would more. watch them as, anyway. As if we needed more. Right. But, but I do love the discipline of watching yeah. them through a different kind of lens. No, it's great. And it's also great just that I need to like, you know, I get back here after a little motorcycle trip and I'm like, Oh, I have to watch these two movies over the next three days. Or and I get to watch these. That's movies. right. Thank you. See, changing it already. I love Words it. matter. Words matter. <laughs> All right. So we hope that you uh, enjoyed this episode, and we certainly hope you'll join us uh, next month when, once again, we will look at movies people of faith should see. That's a wrap! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, commitment. Oh, me. Oh, life of the questions of these recurring. Of the endless trains of the faithless. Of cities filled with the foolish. What good amid these, O me, O life? Answer, that you are here, that life exists, and identity. That the powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. That the powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be?